regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, your regular news drop from me, Joey Scribs. I'm here with John Logblythe. John Logblythe. And Steve Hogarty. Hi. Hello. Uh, as per usual, uh, we've got a, a little smorgasbord of features that you'll be intimately familiar with uh, by this point, if you have listened before. If you haven't, then this is the perfect place to jump aboard. Same as ever. Um, I've got a feature, a restaurant review of uh, Don Le Noir, a restaurant I thought I understood, but quickly came to realise I absolutely did not. Steve, what you got? I've discovered an alarming secret about my dentist, and I'm willing, I'm going to blow the <laughs> lid, the bongo lids. Bong, do bongos have lids? Yep. He's a bongo playing dentist. I've already given it away. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and like every week, I will be punctuating Joe's feature with a series of commercial interjections. That's what they call them. Um, (laughs) Without further ado, because, I don't know, I've got got to go back to work. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) I like a regular feature. You like a regular feature too. Regular, regular feature. Malfunction, malfunction. Now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Hold on, I want to pull up your little faces so I can see you. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve's got a bongo playing dentist. That's right. As you all know, uh, I'm having orthodontics done on my wonky teeth because they are wayward souls and they like to play by their own rules. But I'm going to get them back in shape using a series of clear braces, the latest of which... I put in this morning, forgetting that I had a lot of talking to do on the podcast. <laughs> Does the so? Do you have a series of different, slightly nicer, invisible mouths in your house at the moment? Oh, does he give you them all, all at once? Yeah, it's he, like a flip book of a ghost's mouth. Yeah, except, except it's your future ghost. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, if I really wanted to, just like have some fun when when I finished. I could just do them all in reverse and get bad teeth again. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should just put on the last one now and see if he's playing you for a fool. Would that be agony? You can change them every 10 days. I've been doing them every eight days. Jesus. Speed things up. But I hope like if I don't, if I, if I'm changing them every eight days, I might speed up the process so quickly that my teeth won't know when to stop. Mm. And they're going to get too good in the wrong direction and start coming out my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Tie, the, tie them up in knots, them little toots. Little <laughs> toots. <laughs> um, but before anyone puts their fingers inside me, it's a rule of mine that I Google them before mm. they foogle me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I Googled my dentist, and you can imagine my untethered delight when I found out that he is a professional bongo player. He plays the bongos. Have I mentioned this on the podcast before? You certainly, I knew he played the bongos, but I thought that was just because he wouldn't stop talking about the bongos while he rummaged around in your face. (laughs) I I believe we were out at a responsible drink when you first Mm -hmm. saw his bongos. And 
it's really stuck with me as an idea. I think quite a lot about the Bongo Man. But there is a video of the... Gav filmed me the exact moment I realised that I had a bongo-playing dentist. Not a regular dentist, a bongo-playing dentist. BPD. And the, <laughs> the look of sheer um, surprise, delight and intrigue on my face is uh, quite a sight. Maybe we'll get it uploaded on the... Um, on the regular feature subreddit so everyone can enjoy the moment I learned my dentist plays the bongos. It's such a fun sentence to say that I've just been telling everyone that I know when I meet them. But the one person I can't <laughs> speak to about this is my bongo playing dentist. You don't want to bring up your bongo playing dentist's bongos when he's got like a drill and maybe he'll become furious that you've learned his <laughs> secret. <laughs> but hey, I should have known that he plays the bongos because when I started uh, Googling him, I came across um, an ad for his dentist surgery. Mm. And uh, I'm going to play it to you now. And um, <laughs> you, I think it, it, it's pretty obvious that he's a bongo player from this. Have a listen. Teeth. <laughs> Got crooked teeth. Got limp, narrow, wise little teeth. <laughs> Have you got one big tooth that grows straight out of your mouth like you're sucking on a tube of Pringles? <laughs> Have you got a teenage tooth that stays up late playing Final Fantasy VII and when you tell it to go to bed, it says it needs to get to the next save point, but you know it's the remake and you can save pretty much anywhere in that one. <laughs> Have you got curly teeth? Do you suffer from a bad case of Heffernan's blight? <laughs> Has your Heffernan's blight been graded D or below by a dental authority recognized by the European Union? <laughs> when you open your mouth, do all of the birds in the postcode stop singing and immediately migrate to the coldest place they can remember? <laughs> when you close your mouth, does it almost feel like you've been here before? <laughs> you got a menacing tooth that hangs around outside the house trying to sell your cigarettes and bootleg VHS cassette tapes? <laughs> then call me, Hemel Hempstead's fifth highest rated bongo playing dentist on Trustpilot. That's right, when I'm not yanking on your wonky dongos, I'm cranking on these funky bongos. Sometimes at the same time. Unlike other bongo playing dentists you may have heard about in the news, I don't tap out of my bongo hobby when I clock into your garbled barn of a mouth. That's how you know I'm passionate about what I do, because I'm not afraid to mix my work with my play. I infuse my profession with a lust for music that few dentists, apart from perhaps that harp-playing orthodontist and Pontypreet, could ever hope to achieve. Dental drill cradled between my right hand's index finger and thumb. Left hand free for bonga business. Dental syringe gripped between my middle and ring finger. Left hand still playing the bongos. The little mouth hoover wedged between a perfect arch I have formed using the base of my lower ring finger and my arched little finger. Left hand slapping on a bongo or two. <laughs> Tiny mirror balanced on the back of my right hand, giving me a rare perspective on your teeth that few people, even your nearest mother, have been lucky enough to ever see. And what is that sound? You'd better believe it's bongos. <laughs> 
So come on down to my dental surgery. Take the West Midlands train from Euston to King's Langley and just follow the sound of drills and bongos. Not the sound of either a drill or a bongo, but drills and bongos. As I've made clear, I am the only dentist who does both at the same time. So if you follow a drill sound, you'll probably find a regular dentist or a big B. And if you follow a bongo sound, you'll end up at the bongo repair shop or the black market bongo dealership under the bridge. We look forward to welcoming you and your nightmare mouth very soon. <laughs> there you have it. What an incredible advert. What a, what a bongo yeah. climax as well. Did you say that's a radio advert? Uh, it, I think it plays on like late night uh, challenge plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly not on challenge. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I know I should be amazed by, you know, all his abilities and his bongo mm. styles, but I'm more mm-hmm. just impressed that you're going all the way to fucking Hemel Hempstead to get teeth done. <laughs> There's loads of dentists in London. Hemel Hempstead is ground zero for orthodontics. What, the, the site of a horrible tragedy? <laughs> <laughs> That was oh your mouth. <laughs> wasn't there? Oh, actually, wasn't that Buntsfield explosion near Hemel Hempstead? Do you remember the Buntsfield explosion? It was all the talk of my house. Did it send dentists flying? I don't believe that exists. Buntsfield explosion. Are you looking it up, Joe? I'm looking it up. Okay, thank you. The Buntsfield fire was a major fire, fire at an oil storage facility on the 11th of December 2005 located at the Hertfordshire Oil Storage Terminal located near the M1 motorway, Hemel Hempstead. Right. So, so you um, have gone to the to a ground zero of sorts to get your yeah, teeth done good. You've downgraded it from an explosion to a fire. Hmm. Well, they call it the Fires Buntsfield happened. fire, but I went to school near there and there was smoke. And that comes from an explosion, not a fire, you, as far you know, as I understand. You, uh, that is the famous saying, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's no smoke when there's no explosion. <laughs> the smell of burning oil and mouthwash. Mm. And not the, not the minty mouthwash that you get at Boots, Can but we, like the nasty purple mouthwash that you only get at the dentist. Yeah. The, uh, like... Can we be sure that it wasn't your dentist's first bongo skills that set the spark that's, Ooh, that made Buntsfield happen? God, yeah. fire. Just like slapping away in the bongos, creating such a friction yeah. that he erupted into flames like he was a Super Saiyan cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> and, and cast himself into the middle of an oil refinery. <laughs> <laughs> to try and douse himself. Or, or, yeah, or he was just finally too furious at all the world's problems. Because Bongo guys, they've got to be environmentalists, right? I think so. He's a pretty chill guy. So I think I can bring it up with him next time. Bring mm-hmm. up his Bongo plane because... <laughs> Did you yeah, blow up that to- oil refinery? <laughs> <laughs> Skip the Bongo stuff all the way to Buntsfield. <laughs> Just as the as the chair is reclining really slowly, 
Did you destroy Thomasville? <laughs> regular, 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 by a very special sponsor that I have sourced for the podcast. So I'd just like, Joe, I'd like to hand the bat on to you. Would you mind doing your feature, please? But when, you haven't briefed me on this, so it's, what do you mean it's sponsored? Do I get any say-so? No, sponsors get the say-so, Joe. Okay. Uh, they They will decide when and where and how, and more importantly, why. To interrupt your feature. <laughs> okay, so you, okay, the sponsors will choose when to interrupt. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll just start. I'm quite worried about this. Uh, so, gentlemen, have either of you ever heard of Don Le Noir? Mm. Yes. Yeah. I have been down there. Have you been it's to Don uh, Le Noir? Yes, there was, I think there was a, 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 a press event for the game Fear. Which was involved that? terrifying you with food that you could not see. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, have you been to Don Le Noir? I've never been to Don Le Noir, but I have seen it depicted in the Richard Curtis film About Time. Yes. About Time. Time for a boy to see through time. So time for a boy to see his dad die, I think is yeah. the, the longer title of that film. <laughs> but first... A, a meal you can't see. But yeah. So if then you don't a dead know, dad, you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, if uh, if you haven't heard of Don Le Noir, it's the restaurant where they put you in the dark and there's blind waiters, um, which they say is like a a thing to make you feel empathy for the blind. But I think is more like quite a cynical gimmick. Um, they're, they were really nice, but it doesn't seem necessarily like it's a beautiful art project. Um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it's necessary to employ the blind. Do you, At all. Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying they shouldn't be there long. Um, but the th- so About Time gives you this very like romantic look at the idea of Don Lenoir. It's the, you know, it's the place where you meet strangers in the dark and then you come out and you have enduring love affairs with them. Um, and it kind of it's set, it's quite a obvious advert for the concept. But what I didn't know before I went to Don Le Noir is that there's a bit that they don't do in About Time that um that they introduce to you on the website. And I only found this out on the night. But I'll read you the website that I should have read. Uh, so this is the description they give for themselves. Don Le Noir, located in the heart of London, invites you to dine in complete darkness, accompanied and served by unexpected guides. Enjoying dinner or lunch in pitch darkness is an original experience that allows us to reevaluate our perception of taste by reawakening senses overwhelmed by the omnipresence of sight, to reinvigorate our relationship with the world and others, and to experience a surprising encounter with something different. To enhance the excitement and uncertainty ahead of your visit, we at Don Lenoir must also warn you of the potential for an added element to your meal. Once per fiscal quarter, on a randomly chosen day, the restaurant is transformed utterly but invisibly. You will not know it until you take your seat in the pitch darkness, but there is a chance that, instead of the normal Don Lenoir, you may have entered the Whispering Carnival of Freaks. 
<laughs> Where the usual Don Lenoir is focused entirely on sensuous experiential gastronomy, set to the sound of smooth jazz and a warm hum of romantic conversation, the whispering carnival of freaks transports you to a world of dark imagination to set your mind racing and your loins aflame. The food served to you will not be prepared by our regular chef, the celebrated Fred Dickison, but a coterie of twisted, giggling women packed into a single dress, each writhing and fighting for control of one of the armholes so that they can make their mark on your weird meal. Those serving you will not be our wonderful, gentle crew of visually impaired waiters, but a ragtag gang of sewer dwellers who emerge from beneath your table in the dark to hiss at you and slap your thighs about when you least expect it. You will never quite know that you're entering the whispering carnival of freaks, but you must pray that you do not. And so when do you think old fucking Scrabs here went to Don Lenoir? Freak night. Oh. But I did come away with a review. I'd hate to stop you, Joe. I okay. hate to stop you dead in your tracks, but yeah. it's time for a word from our sponsors. Mm. We were just three crazy brothers who were playing hacky sack in our family's wheat field when we discovered we shared a dream. We wanted to disrupt Big Milk with a low-cost premium product that would put 2020's attitude into the until-now low-energy lactation sector. That's why we don't want to sell you milk. We want to spoon-feed you. Spunk. We immediately kicked the hacky sack into a secret part of the sky and trampled a 300-foot business plan into the wheat field in which our mother birthed us. Then we got into a hot air balloon and photographed our plans and took them to Silicon Valley. And it was there that we buried our fists into the mealy pulp of the witch-hanging tree and made a solemn pact with three faces we did not recognize. A pact to provide everyone who downloads our app unfettered on-demand access to a thin trickle of 3D-printed titspunk from the charging port of their mobile device. Simply download the app and tap the large spunk me button. (laughs) You'll be enjoying a slow, nutrition-free squirt of off-white plastic within hours. Once you've nibbled off half an inch of titspunk, you'll be ready for anything. Just listen to these overwhelmed customers. I'm a real grumpy bear before I get my titspunk in the mornings. (laughs) I'm a large pig for titspunk. I got so excited I scratched off the tiny nubbin of titspunk before it was fully printed. My phone was bricked, but uh, worth it. (laughs) This product knocks dick gravy into a cocked hat and back again. We can't wait to feed you titspunk. It's not milk. It's titspunk. And we're um, back. I can't believe yeah. you got titspunk. That's yeah, like the, the, up the there with contra- Mailchimp and Adam and Eve. <laughs> do, you, do you, Adam and Eve, the fact that I got us the titspunk contract. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, I'm, I'm actually, I was quite worried about the sponsorship thing, but I'm quite into it now. I think that sounds mm. good. Mm. But I'll carry yeah, on. I'm actually, I'm just going to get yeah, this over with so we yeah. can get to the next bit of sponsored content. <laughs> so, first impressions. This is the first part of my review. The first thing they did was take my girlfriend away. A man I thought was one of the restaurant's normal blind waiters, but who, on reflection, was wearing a big red party hat that was on fire at the top but seemed to give off no light, urged us to hold on to his cane and led us through the three blackout curtains that insulate the restaurant proper from the outside world. Between the second and third curtain, I heard a sort of a whoosh, a yelp, and finally a whisper that seemed to say, 
Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't pay it much mind, but when we got inside, I said, Anna, it's really properly dark, actually. And she didn't reply. Before I had much time to question that, a dozen hands grabbed me from all sides, and I felt myself being put onto what I'm pretty sure was a huge, lazy Susan in the middle of the room and spun around. This is what it feels like to be tapas, you prick, whispered a hundred voices from all around me as I vomited thickly from dizziness. Your star will be served presently, all the voices said after that, and I fell into my own sick. Your star is served said a now solitary mocking voice, and as I felt around to get a handhold, I pushed my palm into the hot pile I'd left behind and realised they'd snuck a wedge of lemon in the centre of my recently created mouth pie. Against my better judgement, I tried a bit, and it was disgusting, but theatrical. A strong start. (laughs) I don't... I want to interrupt this dramatically, but we do contractually now have to have another ad break, Joe. Okay. If that's um, okay with you? Yeah, Can yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah. Just fun. sling in the package, I believe. <laughs> it's uh... Slung it. Here at Titspunk, we're just two brothers with a dream to squirt off-white edible plastics into your ear while you talk to your loved ones. Since Ryan was dragged into hell by a thousand clawed hands, we've doubled down on our promise to fully integrate Titspunk into a seamless mobile milk-like experience. (laughs) Like any family, we make mistakes. For instance, it was Ryan's idea to have the milk come out of the charging port. When some users plugged their phones into the wall, the surge of electricity caused our app to produce just enough Titspunk to push the charger back out again. (laughs) Have you seen those boxes with just a switch on the top? And when you switch the switch, a flap opens and a hand flicks the switch back? Well, it was like that. Only it'd take half an hour and you'd wake up with a dead phone and two inches of unwanted titspunk on your bedside table. That's why we asked Ryan to sacrifice himself when the witches of Venture Capital came at knocking at our door. Thanks to Ryan's sense of duty, we've just received a second round of investment. And with titspunk too, the other tit... We've gotten better, wetter, and we're going right in your ear. <laughs> Titspunk 2 is a superb grey paste that squirms out in quick-drying javelins that can and will deliver a needle of semi-translucent grey milk glass directly to your thalamus after five minutes small talk with your loved ones. With new 5G technology, we can harness the power of the veil that divides the worlds of the living and the dead. With blistering data speeds powered by the grief and rage that links those worlds, these brand new data wavelengths will also fill your ear with COVID, which doesn't exist. There's nothing like a glass of cold milk. And this is nothing like a glass of cold milk. This is Tit Spunk 2. Spunk from Daddy's other tit. <laughs> Thanks, Tit Spunk uh, 2. Thanks. Yeah, that. good, good. I can't wait to get my hands on that app and product. Absolutely. Sounds like the copywriters for that ad have been playing Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now to my review of the dinner itself. <clears throat> Delicious. After the lemon sick, the lazy Susan was given a particularly big heave from one side and I was tossed bodily into a wet chair. I heard sewer grates scraping against the floor all around me and the rustle of big clothes. A woozy tune floated in from the ceiling somewhere. It sounded like an organ grinder's organ being played by the monkey while the organ grinder slumped in a nearby alley dribbling and muttering about a wife he might have had once. I started as a whisper came from directly to my left. Your cocktail, mate. And what was unmistakably a big leather golf club bag was pushed between my legs. 
After moving it around, I could hear sloshing from the bottom of the bag. I upended the bag above my head, heard liquid rushing down, but instead felt a small piece of paper flutter and perch daintily on the end of my nose. I plucked it up and realised it was covered in braille. Thankfully, I can read braille because I'm amazing, and the piece of braille paper (laughs) said, Fuck you. (laughs) Suddenly there was a clatter and a scrape, and I felt a table leg judder past my leg. Another leg. I reached out to find a lumpy trestle had been slid into place in front of me. You meal, dickhead, said a voice from directly below my arse. I prodded at the plate below (laughs) me with a fork and found distinct chunks of what I believed to have been flavourful roast lamb, garnished with pea shoots and laid atop an unctuous bed of baba ganoush. It was absolutely delicious. The only off-putting element was that any time I pushed my fork down and missed the food, my plate seemed to shudder and moan. Approaching the end of the course, I gave up on cutlery and went to use my fingers to grab the last remaining parts of the meal, and suddenly realised that my plate was oddly soft to the touch. I spread my hands out and felt around me, and realised that rather than a plate, my lumpen tablecloth was covering the unmistakable shape of a man, and had had a hole cut out of the middle to reveal his back. My plate is a back! I shouted to no one in particular, and the man twisted around and hissed, I am the lamb man! He continued, I'm going to hoik your wine glass off of the table with my erection. I heard a swoop, a smash, and the sound of feet scurrying. I have no way of knowing for sure, but I'm pretty sure he'd hoiked my wine glass off of the table with his erection. (laughs) I suddenly heard a burst of mechanical sound from above, and a thin spotlight had shone onto a plinth around three metres from me. It was so bright I couldn't make out what was atop the plinth. I stumbled across the room, tripping over a carpet that now seemed to be made up of the prostrate forms of still invisible freaks, until I finally saw what lay there. It was a simple toffee egg. The kind of toffee egg one remembers from their childhood. Playing outside in the summer holidays, falling off of your bike and scraping your knee, crying to your mother, who presents you with a perfect, rustic toffee egg, before growing up to become the antagonist in the film Ratatouille. Dessert! I bit bit the top off of the toffee egg. It was incredible, until I saw what lay at the centre of the egg. It was me. A tiny me, standing next to a tiny plinth, halfway through eating another tiny toffee egg. I knew that toffee egg contained yet another version of the same scene, and again, and again, all the way down to bosonic proportions, a hundred million me's, all eating a nice toffee egg. I was mind-crippled in an instant, and I slumped to the floor and saw the fractal egg roll into the darkness. I awoke in the restaurant entrance with a bill for £75 sans tip. My girlfriend is yet to be found. I don't want to interrupt you, Joe. But I must, and I will, and I want to. <laughs> okay. Um, it's it's time for the third and final instalment of sponsored content that has been paid for by Titspunk. Okay. And I wish to... Can you just load the cartridge and um, initiate protocols, please? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm just one guy who lost both his brothers to the forces that control capital. But when I watched a portal open up underneath my brother Duke's feet and a giant dog head come out of the larva to chew him to bits like a screaming squeaky toy, I decided to triple down on my mission to take full control of the technological intersection of 3D printing and milk. 
What those witches didn't realize was that over two iterations of Titspunk, I had learned enough to arm myself and battle the witches on their home territory. I used the third round of investment capital to develop Titspunk 3, Spunky Back Tits, and used the power of 5G networks to rip open the veil, travel to hell, and rescue my brothers with weapons created out of an unofficial side app that I'd loaded, also called Titspunk. Hey bro, it's good to see you again. Hey Ryan, I made you a tiny barbarian's club out of tits bunk. A one inch unhealthy looking plastic milk club. Love you bro. Love you too. We gonna rescue Duke now? Not yet. Someone needs to play the part of the first witch. (laughs) You cannot use the tools we gave you to defeat us. It is against the terms and conditions of the app store. Well, that's why I sideloaded it, baby. Donk her with your club, Ryan. Curses! I am donked undone. But there are two more witches, each with a more annoying voice than the last. Quick, Ryan, go back to the real world so I can fight a different witch with Duke. Hey, bro. Thank the angel investors you're here. Yeah, and I fabricated you a magical mirror out of titspunk that you can also use as a frisbee if you so choose. Hopefully, it'll come in handy against the second witch. Hello, mortals! I'm the beautiful Harriet Knackerblaster, known throughout the Vale as a witch with only two personality traits. First, I'm extremely vain. And second, I can't catch frisbees for shit. What should I do? Duke, you've got to decide. Do you use the magic mirror frisbee as a mirror or as a frisbee? You only have ten seconds to decide before the witch explodes. Killing us all! I I gotta... What are you gonna do, Duke? I could use it as a mirror, then I could throw it as a frisbee. Those are the two options. you got to choose one. I'm gonna use it as a mirror. Oh, look. It's me! But what a delight! But what's wrong with my face? My beautiful sanguine complexion has a lifeless grey pallor to it. And there's a kind of, I want to say, yellow all over my neck. That's the titspunk trickalore, baby. White. Off-white. And a colour you kinda wanna call yellow. Well, if I look like that, I need to spend 3,000 more years in a boiling blood cocoon. Luckily, you'll never beat the final sister with the most annoying voice of all. Hooray! We've nearly beaten capitalism, I think. Anyway, I'm just going to go and fetch Ryan back from the land of the living. And I'm going to sit this last battle out. I'm back. Love you, bro. (laughs) I am the last witch. I've got an idea. Is it a titspunk idea? You bet the little button on your bumhole, baby. Remember that day in the wheat field when we were playing hacky sack? Yes, bro. It is how the titspunk story began. Well, we're gonna call the witch and play hacky sack. With words. What? You mean, like, have a, have a conversation? Trust me. We've just gotta keep her talking for five minutes. We just need to chat. <laughs> we just need to chat to you. Impossible! No one wants to talk to me because my voice is too annoying! <laughs> no, ac- actually, your voice is really nice. Keep it up. Five minutes later. 
Well, you are kind of boys. These last five minutes have been the nicest conversation I've ever had. We've been too hard on you. We hereby grant you seven wishes. Oh, 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 oh no. What's happening? <laughs> Suck it, bad lady. That's a javelin of Titspunk 2.0 squirting directly into your thalamus. Ha <laughs> ha, you're dead now. Hey, bros, I'm back. Is everything okay? Yes. I think we're finally ready to launch Low Calorie Titspunk Zero. Use promo code Regular Features or one word for a 20% off your first three month subscription. Titspunk. These ain't your mama's tits, and that ain't your daddy's spunk. <laughs> so, where are you in Dom Noir now? Oh, it's I, over. Yeah. I was just going to do the verdict. The restaurant. <laughs> so, yes, we, we need the verdict. Yeah, the restaurant the point? review verdict. Uh, so, sound, 8 out of 10. Graphics, F. Gameplay, 4 stars. Story, good. And replayability. Replayability, that's the one. I'd go back, <laughs> except the sounds of whispers now make my eyes roll back in my skull and I do a scream. <laughs> Skooky. <laughs> uh, so that was my, um, in retrospect, poorly proportioned feature <laughs> that had one big middle bit. Yeah, I hope I hope the sponsorship deal didn't ruin the flow of your feature for you, Joe. I just um, you've got to take that those monies where you can get them. Absolutely, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I'm sure the very similar tone and style of the two won't have confused <laughs> anyone along the way. <laughs> uh, hopefully, there'll be a musical bed on the um, at the sponsored content, which will render the two distinct and compartmentalised. I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure there must have been. You know, we, you, you'd think we'd have heard it, but we're so concentrated on our. Our hard work. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't hear it probably now. Well, I've I've just heard what could only be described as a wet thud on my doorstep, and I think that's going to be a hot crate of Titspunk 2.0, or if I'm lucky, Titspunk Titspunk Zero, the low calorie alternative to Titspunk, that really gets my guts broiling. And. <laughs> And I really want to say this. this. Normally, you have to say nice things, but I really want to say this. Titspunk is a great product. Mm. I've been sleeping on it now for two weeks, and I don't want to send it back after 100 days. I met Duke, uh, and he seems like a really good, down-to-earth guy as well. Like the guys from Harry's Razors, who I've heard are great as well. <laughs> they bought <laughs> a factory in Germany, right next to the Titspunk foundry. Yeah, I can't leave that Titspunk on the doormat, otherwise it will discolour the door. So <laughs> it is a creeping go. kind of taint that you mm. find with Titspunk. A creeping taint. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by paying a pound per episode. Imagine, have you got a pound in your pocket right now? If, how would you feel if you just threw it off a bridge? You'd you probably fine. wouldn't. You wouldn't care. How, how would you feel if you looked down and we'd caught it? And we, we winked at you. And, and then we said, same time next week. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to um, shout out some of the most recent Patreon supporters who've mm. uh, jumped on board. Uh, to celebrate them and to give them a new identity that they can live by yeah. in this brave new world, why don't you give 
B names. B names. B names. Okay. Did you notice that someone got really upset when we did Buffalo names one week? (laughs) Someone was like, I really (laughs) wanted a B name. (laughs) Give a B name to Tom Sadow. Sting. Zoomy guy. Alexander Cullen. Log. Ain't fallen for your pollen. <laughs> no, that implies that pollen lies. Pollen never lies. That's his name. Pollen never lies. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Is that the new Daniel Craig James Bond film? <laughs> yeah, it's him looking at flowers and shaking his head. And John Tershevitz. Mm. I have discovered a, a website called the Bee Business Name Generator. So let me... Just type his name into that, please. Is this real? Oh. John Tersh. I've heard how many times you've struck the keys. You can't have written John that many times. What have we got? John Funky, Tershevitz Axis. These are not B names. Whoa. I'm very, very sorry, John. I relied on um, a GoDaddy app. And uh, it failed you, so I'm just six going to think your name stripes. yourself. Six leg stripes. <laughs> six leg stripes. Six legs none the wiser. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention it, John. We'll be back next week. Oh, if you'd like your own B name, you know what to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash regular features. And if yep. you don't have a B name, don't think you can just make your own, because we've seen people trying to cobble together a B name using little ideas that they have about what Bs are. And we can spot that from a mile away. Knock-off B names aren't worth a dime in today's economy. So chuck us some money, if you can, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. Regular Ficheros. <laughs>